0: Welcome to Mums in Film. I'm Ruby Challenger, a screen director and mother of two young girls. Each week, I'm talking to an incredible mother in the film industry. I want to learn how mothers juggle this gruelling industry, as well as raise their beautiful children. Where we are born and live and give birth to our babies is integral to our story. My mother gave birth to me in Melbourne on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And before I turned one, we moved to Sydney and I was raised in the paradise that is Bondi Beach on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. For more than 70,000 years, they have been hunting and fishing here, living and working here. I have given birth to both of my babies in Randwick, which is also on the Gadigal land. And recently, our family has had a sea change moving to Eumina, home of the Guringai tribe, part of the Darkinjung nation. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional lands that you're standing on around the world, wherever you are as you listen to this. And I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal and thank them. Thank them for looking after the land that I've lived on, that I've worked on, that I've given birth on, that I've played on for 35 years. This season of Mums in Film is brought to you by Screen Vixens, a collective of female-identifying intersex and non-binary producers working in the Australian screen industry. Check out their website at screenvixens.com to join.
1: Ruby Challenger, <laughs> welcome back from Cannes. OMG. Thank you. yes. What a whirlwind. Absolute
0: whirlwind, yeah. Fun? Very fun very fun, very like, what am I doing here, where am I meant to be, oh my god, I've got to run home and breastfeed the five-week-old, oh my god, what am I meant to be doing? <laughs> it yeah. looked
1: like, because I was watching from afar on your Instagram, and it looked like you were having an absolute ball, but underneath it, and this is why we're talking today, mums, yeah, filmmaking mothers, or mothering filmmakers, I don't know how we describe yeah. it, but That's how we connected on Instagram because you did an
0: exegesis. 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 Yeah, we can blame afters for that word.
1: For your degree. Your masters. Yeah. All about motherhood. Yes. And film. Yes. And my little antennas prickled immediately. I thought, I have to meet you. I need to talk to you. This is a topic that I find so interesting. Yeah. So let's go back to the beginning. Firstly... You just graduated. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, and no longer
0: big. a graduand. We are graduates now.
1: Yeah, six months be of being big. graduand. <laughs> oh, I see. There's a difference. Yeah, you like, you, you
0: hanging out as a graduand for six months where you you finished all your schoolwork, but you haven't graduated.
1: I don't know. Who so knew that you have was a special thing? special <laughs> Yes. So two years of your Masters, mm-hmm. and in that time you did your short film, yep. Mum Life, which yep. was then selected for Cannes. Which you promptly then went to attend. Yes. With a five-week-old baby. Yes. And the toddy.
0: Yes. And the husband. And, and the mother-in-law.
1: And the mother-in-law. Okay, oh. good. So that's all we need for there that. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we can just. Be I should out.
1: say we're at Sydney Film Festival yes. in the Hub, Filmmakers Hub, just before the Women in Screen Drinks. It's very exciting. My <gasps> first one. Oh well, this is yeah. This is going to be a corker because we haven't had one for a few years. But they're always really lovely. Right. Really lovely. I think this might be our third or fourth. I can't remember. Anyway, so we connected on Instagram. Then you said to me, you're going to Cannes. Do you know anyone with any tips yeah. for bringing the family over for the festival? And I thought, oh, that's a really good question. I asked a couple of people. One of them is very well connected in LA and she promptly wrote back, no, sorry, no tips. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's not a family-friendly festival, which, yeah. I, which I wish I hadn't written back to you, but I thought, oh, that's very interesting. It was so... Yes. ...blanket. But I feel like you're going to tell me that it was actually... Totally doable.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a family-friendly festival mm. in that a lot of the time that you want to be networking is at 3am. And I had heard from a teacher that going to festivals best to go single (laughs) I thought they were kidding they weren't and it's not that they weren't but I see what they mean in that like to be able to have that freedom to just wander around and I'm gonna try and go into this party I'm gonna try and do that so I definitely didn't yeah exactly there were definitely people trying to get onto yachts and all of that stuff and although it does seem quite surface and like socializing and party party Mm -hmm you do once you're there you do really see the value of like I did meet one of the most important people I met at 3am mm. after having walking around looking for a party that we couldn't find or like and something to do next
1: yeah, right. and then
0: I met this person and I was like yes mm. amazing that was fantastic and yeah. I was really glad we connected and we're going to connect now that I'm back in Sydney again. yes so I do see because I think the thing for me that is really important to talk about I think as filmmakers is that filmmaking is about relationships and I think we like to think it's not but it is and it's about how well do I get on with you how well do you get on with me can we spend the next eternity together bound together by this film essentially so I think that was okay but what Khan has done now that is incredible is that they have allowed these group of mothers and parents to set up a daycare. Le Ballon Rouge. Yeah. And that is amazing, and they're trying to set that up with uh, across other festivals mm-hmm. and other things. An Australian woman is part of that? Yes. Yep. It's Michelle Carey, who was the director of MIF for many years and, and is now on doing other amazing programming and so forth.
1: Is she based overseas? She
0: is based in Berlin, I believe. Right. And so she had, yeah, was really keen to, you know, I think she'd already been going to Cannes for many years. Mm-hmm. When she had her kid, it was like, right, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm amazing thing mm. which is just a huge service so I'm like biggest advocate for La Bellon Rouge I just yeah. think they're amazing they partnered with a lot of other funding bodies like yeah. other people I've got a photograph that I can send you of the people oh, right. who invested oh, in right, it because right. they basically I paid the equivalent of one and a half days Australian childcare for an entire for 10 days, for 10 days. and up to six hours if I'd wanted every day wow so, I used it for about four hours every day uh-huh. just to give our family a bit of a break mm-hmm. from the toddler. What I found amazing with that was just giving her structure during the day yes. and giving my mother in law and my husband some structure during the day. So, it's like, yep, in the morning we drop you off. Mummy goes off to work, Daddy will pick you up later, yeah, you know. Yeah. So how wonderful. It was absolutely amazing. And she
1: could make some new friends and International have a friends. great experience herself. Yeah, She and she's so independent, so yeah. she loved that. She's three. She's just about to turn three next week. Right, okay. So yeah. they told you about this before, or were you asking, oh, gosh, how do I do this with the children? No, it wasn't a question someone of not tipped me off. Someone tipped me off, and who was it? So it was still a bit of a secret. Really early on, someone
0: said, contact Michelle Carey and like I emailed her maybe even ages ago I, like uh, I can't quite remember but I emailed her anyway and it was like yeah there's this right. thing
1: to sign up right and it was fantastic so you so. could over the 10-day festival you could elect what days you had to yes. book her in or was it a drop-in type service it was a
0: booked in and yeah. I think that was just so they could manage yep. nannies and yep. stuff yep. but it could was you have taken babies like
1: what was the age uh, six months wow yep up to 12 years Wow. Yes. And was it located in a central position in the festival? Uh,
0: Michelle and I had a meeting while we were there, which is great. So I connected with her and I was like, anything you need me to do, just let me know. Yes. Like, I'm so on board for this whole cause of course yeah yeah and she said that each year they've had it in a different location just depending on where they can get a facility yeah so they get local professional nannies from a nanny service and they find a local like kindy kind of place that they can use right so this one seemed a little bit far but actually it was really close like you kind of oh it's over there Um, oh
1: actually it's really close yeah yeah but it had you had you put had well you couldn't have put the baby in at five weeks mm. but if say you go back next mm. year and you're still breastfeeding how would you have Could you breastfeed there or was it really more for a daycare preschool it was a, type? like you would you run back and breastfeed yeah during that's the day? what I'm look it was even too
0: hard to run back and breastfeed at the house yeah. and that was an um, our biggest struggles if you want to know about like yes. the parenting struggles yes. was that i'd never been to before, yes. I didn't know the geography literally had no idea what I was about to arrive into, yeah, yeah. so we booked a house that was affordable to us Airbnb, mm, and it was you know 15 minutes walk from the Palais and we were like, okay, mm. and I kind of went that's going to be a bit too far mm. I needed 5 minutes, yeah, you need
1: to be able to duck in and out like super that. quick, yeah,
0: and next time I'll look and I'll try and find somewhere much closer that we can afford, and I now I know the streets and which yeah, ones course. I'd want to be on, so it's like now i should even say it I'll, I'll put it so you can put it in the notes for like people be like literally, literally that's the best street to be mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. so that you're close yeah you know. good but five minutes yeah so if you're actually breastfeeding i couldn't breastfeed during the day we did start to get into a routine where i'd breastfeed in the morning my husband or my mother-in-law walked her down for 12 o'clock and i'd yep. do a breastfeed and here's where khan is also being progressive yes, yes. you walk into the palais Yes. palais and like where the market is downstairs and there's other levels upstairs and the first thing you see is a little like demountable walls with breastfeeding room amazing so, so i could, use that two right. or three times because i'm like yes you've got to use this yeah, i yeah. never saw anybody else in there it was a tiny room like this big yeah you know. okay and um, no one else in there Nobody. But, but you know we only went there three times for a half an hour yeah, period okay. so who knows if anybody else used it, but these facilities are there. Yeah. That took a while to figure out that rhythm.
1: Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So now it's
0: like, now we know, like, if I take my mother-in-law, if we get into another international festival, I'll take my mother-in-law, I'll be like, cool, Jill, do your daily walk at 12, bring yeah. her down for breastfeeding.
1: Perfect. Great she could come to yeah. you. Yeah. So Great I was, you had her too. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. So that was just lucky. She's amazing. Yeah. She helped me get through the Masters as well. She came and lived in our tiny two bedroom house in Bondi.
1: Truly. So that
0: I could go and do the
1: masters. Because it was full time.
0: Full time. I had a seven month old baby. Wow. I was pumping in the toilets, you know, at school oh until COVID gosh. happened. COVID yeah. was a slight silver lining. Yes. Because I'm a mentioned. big breastfeeding yes. person. I love yes, it. Yes, yes. I really lo- I had a great experience with it. Yeah. I know not everybody does. But I was able to just turn my camera off and breastfeed yeah. the baby whenever she needed Actually it. Incredible so that was great. It was yeah. really
1: tragic that we didn't. You know, COVID was yeah, really of hard. Course. But but in that very specific, very time specific of your example, yeah, was fantastic. It, it yeah. meant you could be to, at everything, but also have all that bonding time and, yeah. the, and the, all that stuff that yeah. you when they're fresh. Yeah. it's what you want so much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how did you feel in the lead up to going to traveling? Because we're talking about a very long trip on yeah. a plane with two children, plus. I can imagine you were feeling quite nervous about in a professional capacity, yeah. let alone the personal side. So, how did you feel in the lead up and how was the travel?
0: So, of course, being, you know, your anxiety has to land on something. So, <laughs> like, my 2 a.m. sitting there was like, I don't know what to wear. I've got a postpartum body, nothing I own fits. Oh my. I yes. usually live off beautiful hand-me-downs from my girlfriends mm. because I don't really believe in buying yes. heaps of stuff all the time. Yes. And so I realised that actually the only way I know to dress myself is by filtering hand-me-downs. And I, fi- I had to actually buy some clothes and I'm going, I don't know what to buy, I don't know who I am, yes. what am I doing? Yes, it feels so transitional, doesn't it? It's so transitional. Yeah. And then like, by the time I got there, I was zipping up into you know tiny things and I was like, wow, okay, that was yeah. all hot bother for nothing <laughs> and now I have a whole new wardrobe but anyway so that was like where I put my anxiety was yeah. in like what what do I wear but I was nervous about what do I do I was obviously contacting Screen Australia asking who am I meant to be taking meetings with I yes. don't understand what I'm doing yes. and
1: who was there from your filmmaking team
0: from our team there was me the director so there was Claudia Shepard the producer yeah Jared Jewhurst, the writer mm-hmm. Sophia Christopher is the composer lyricist oh, she did That's a beautiful amazing. job I mean, everyone did a beautiful yeah.
1: job,
0: and we also had Benjamin Bellet, the cinematographer, wow. and Emily Jance, the production designer. So we, we had, had a, a huge, huge posse there. Team. Yeah, how yeah. incredible to share that together. That was amazing. We, yeah. were, we were very supported. I realized how supported the Australian team were in that sense because then we had two people from After's come and support us, Wow. and at the screening we had two of the Screen Australia people come and watch. So Fantastic. I just felt
1: so oh. held. Oh. That is amazing. Yeah. Because it's another thing, it's very daunting to turn up at something like that on your own. So
0: I had a lot of, and I had my husband and my mother-in-law, so it was was incredible being there with the team. But in terms of prepping, you know, we're in a COVID world. I was worried about travelling with an infant in that sense, but actually the kind of unofficial medical stuff from my midwife was that children don't seem to get very affected by it Mm -hmm. and my daughter has had it and she didn't even have any symptoms so So in the past so that was actually fine it was more just traveling with an infant with germs in general and being like
1: okay i'm not you know but the breast milk again magic absolutely were you really jet lagged when you got there no we just kind of coming home yes we just hit the ground running yeah Yeah, the adrenaline must have been yeah that's so exciting And then talking about that support, it felt like watching from afar that you had amazing screenings, events. There was something on every day. It wasn't like, oh, I'm kind of here, but I don't really know how to penetrate. It felt like you were really living a wonderful festival experience. I feel like because I had the infants with me, like the infant and the child, I had a kind of
0: slight, not excuse, but an ability to take a bit of a backseat on the high octane energy of what... what the fuck am I meant to be doing here, basically, yeah, as a yeah. first-timer in Cannes? Yes. And that's what I realised, is that Cannes is a relationship. Everybody who'd been there, who I talked to, been coming for 10, 15 years. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. It was literally pressure my first time. that you
1: put yourself under and then... Yeah. It's that, just professionally, yes. let alone... With the family
0: Well but that's what I mean It's like because I had the family I actually had an excuse To just be like I'm I have to go home And feed the kid now It's actually quite nice And now I'm going to go out again Yeah And I can only do Two things in a day Mm. That's okay You know so I took a bit of pressure Off myself And I did a fair bit Of my, my research Going there Was talking to Other filmmakers who have been there
1: many times talking to Spoon australia getting advice from them and uh, what was your goal i mean it was already such an incredible achievement to be selected so really you were winning like yes that's what we've always said to do yeah but to enjoy it or did you feel that you had some professional goals that you wanted to
0: i had wanted to i thought i would Everyone talks about taking meetings in Cannes, so I was like, okay, I'm going to take meetings in Cannes, I don't know what the (laughs) hell that means. But, you know, really it meant I didn't have a film that had a producer and X amount of funding already, so we weren't selling it to distributors. So I got a fantastic breakdown from a filmmaker who sent me this wonderful email that was like, at Cannes, you can be selling a film hardcore, and you've got all those things in place, and you're just getting the next bits. You can be trying to meet other professionals, or I can't exactly remember what the second tier was. I need to read the email
1: again. Mm, more social, or uh, just kind or of just meet and no, greets. No, like
0: of. yeah, and like meeting Australians is a really great place to casually meet Australians where. We're meeting international people there's quite a lot of pressure and it's a very high pressurised situation but in meeting Australians actually it's a very depressurised situation where they really want to connect and yes. hang out And so that's what I found, I actually found myself meeting Australians which was yeah. wonderful yeah. and he said his first time going to Cannes with a film in in the festival he'd never even been to Europe so he just sat around going wow this is amazing and just enjoyed being there so that took that pressure off me yeah. and that's what Screen Australia's advice Louise Goff said to me she said this is the beginning of a relationship it's not your last I love that yeah she says it's not your only time in Cannes it's your first time in Cannes yeah. and so that took completely the completely reframes off. it doesn't it? it really did yeah
1: and it's such a special thing that's your yeah. one and only first time Yes, like wow
0: yeah no yes and and I met other young Australian filmmakers who'd finished afters a few years before me and they were there just to check it out and I highly recommend if you've got the cash or if you happen to be in London go and check it out before you have a film there but also if that's the first time you're there just figure it out you know yeah totally it's okay yeah yeah so it is what it is it is what it is now
1: so what was the reception like for you when you got there as a filmmaking mother you had the baby sometimes you're obviously breastfeeding at certain points you've got a film called mum life which is exploring new motherhood postnatal depression in in
0: I just don't take no for an answer I mean yeah. I don't know if you've seen this photo let me find it I mean it's a pretty incredible that's me image. that's the first time I went to the f office Honestly. I'll describe it for the podcast yeah. I'm standing on level five of the Palais building overlooking the red carpet chatting to one of the staff of f which is the section that my film was part of which is the student section. I'm breastfeeding my five-week-old. Standing up, by the way. I'm standing up. I do, I do love a good Outside. walking feed. Yep. And I'm standing up chatting to her, deep in conversation, and my left nipple is leaking through my top <laughs> for everybody to see. And I kept ignoring my husband, who kept trying to tell me that your boobs are leaking. And I, but who fucking cares? So I put it in my film, right? So Ooh, I just... It. You
1: were living the film. Like, yes. it's this incredible circle of... I mean, I looked at that picture, and I was... What's the word? Envious, I think. Like because for so long we've all been kind of
0: hiding yes, things, you hide and it. repressing you it. You don't have I'm like, oh, my, my boobs
1: are leaking. Things, you know? Oh, great. Here are my friends. Hang on a minute.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this conversation between me and another incredible mother in the film industry. Whether you're pushing a pram or driving to set. I really appreciate that you've taken this time. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share it with another friend and also leave us a review telling us why you loved it. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore all Ruby or my website, rubychallenger.com. Mums in Film is produced by myself and Leonie Marsh. My name is Ruby Challenger and this is Mums in Film.